Hey gang, I'm back, and I'm excited to get this thing up and going again. It's been a while, far too long. I'm getting back to the roots of the show. We're going to talk some Van Damme. You guys seem to love some of the previous episodes. We're going to do a ranking of one of my all-time favorite franchises, Kickboxer. We're going to talk one through seven. The sequels, of course, aren't as good. They're missing Van Damme, but the remakes, the reboots, whatever you want to call them here recently, did bring him back in a whole new role, which is very exciting. So I'm definitely pumped to talk the Kickboxer franchise. But before we do so, let's jam. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Let's go ahead and kick things off. We're going to go ahead and rank the Kickboxer series. I'll go ahead and start with the bottom of the barrel at number 7, work my way up to the top at number 1, and then we'll go ahead and do a quick recap of what I thought was the best ones. And go ahead and start at number 7. That's Kickboxer 5, The Redemption. This movie fucking sucks. It's very unwatchable. Honestly, I, I'll i be completely honest. I've never actually sat and watched this whole movie. I've tried multiple times. It's very sad because they kill off the David Sloan character, the main one from the sequels, and the opening credits, and it's not even him. It's a silhouette, pretty much a shadow that you just see being kind of kicked around, and you, he's killed or whatever, and it's just terrible. It's garbage, and... It just doesn't have anything other than maybe some okay fight scenes throughout, but it just doesn't feel like it was needed to be part of the whole Kickboxer series. So we'll go ahead and just drop that one at the bottom. So Kickboxer 5 comes in at last, number 7. Number 6, Kickboxer 3, The Art of War. And just kind of some pros and cons. We'll start with the good stuff, of course. I really like the fact that they did go ahead and continue to bring back Zian the main mentor from number one and two, you know, he pretty much fulfilled his duties in those, those particular ones where, he you know, trained the guy to be able to fight Tong Po at the end and he succeeded. So why bring him back? Well, he's just for the fun, the humor, you know, he's one of David's good buddies at this point. You know, we saw that David really doesn't have any family. He lost everything when that gym burned down. And so at that point it really was just him, him and Zian and they had that bond through him with his brothers and whatnot and so it was just fun you could just tell that they had some chemistry there they really kind of bounced the jokes off each other really well the one-liners i loved the locations of this film it was just really beautifully well shot um and the title of the film is really cool too the art award i thought that was kind of neat you know it just kind of really stood out it was just like yeah sounds kind of tough it sounds nice and but 
that's really about all the good you get out of that because I was not a, a very big fan of this one. Even as a kid when I first saw it, I was super excited when I saw the cover at the video store. I was like, oh my god, another kickboxer. I didn't even know they were doing this shit. So let's go ahead and take it home. Popped it in. No Tong Po. And very little fight scenes. And they incorporated some guns, which is just not what the kickboxer series is all about. Especially when your hero has fucking shooting people. Not what I'm a fan of in my martial arts films, in particular the kickboxer series. That was there's not any in number one where the anybody that fights has a gun, so it just didn't make any sense in this one. The whole the one kickboxing fight that we do get, which is the main reason that David's even going on his travels over to Brazil, I believe it is, is to have this big exhibition fight with some champion. The guy looks tough. It looks like it's going to be a good fight. It's got a few moments, but overall it was pretty shitty. And so the one kickboxing fight, you actually get sucked. And then just the overall story was kind of dark, I felt like. You know, they're they're trying to basically save these girls that are part of this, you know, sex trafficking. And I was like, this is a little bit, you know, a little much for this type of franchise when all we've gotten before was just, you know, <laughs> avenging brothers and, you know, being crippled or, or killed. And now we're going to fucking save, uh, fucking, this fucking stop this whole operation of sex trafficking. Jesus Christ. It, it's insane. But like I said, it just didn't work for me. I didn't like the gun fights by any means. So that's why, you know, of these main early entries, it comes in at the, at the bottom for me at number six. Number five, Kickboxer Retaliation. This was the newest entry in the franchise, and I didn't really care for it. I mean, it, it did have some cool moments. It had a lot, it had a fantastic cast. Just the cameos were fucking awesome. And, you know, the, the whole, there's some, there's some good fight sequences, especially, you know, during the jail when he's kind of breaking out, just kicking some serious ass. The training that he gets is pretty neat. And, of course, you know, they brought Van Damme back in that that role of being the mentor. He's in the franchise again, so I like to see him in this particular sequel. And especially the opening credits of this, this film, it's just awesome because they have the flashback of him fighting the original Tong Po in the first entry. So you get that, and it's just kind of neat that they actually dis decided to do that. And I loved the bad guy in this one. Uh, it's the Mountain from the Game of Thrones. He's just a giant motherfucker, and he just played the role really well. He it, it was believable. I felt like for the most part, just the way he fucking just was kicking Kurt Sloan across the fucking arena. Practically, it was pretty awesome. And so I really enjoyed most of the fights. Some of them were a little rushed at times, but overall, it was excellent. And I didn't appreciate the fact that they made Van Damme blind. It was just didn't seem really necessary it was just kind of silly and you know Christopher Lambert is the whole one that kind of runs this operation wants to get Kurt Sloan back in whatever he felt kind of wasted a lot of as well as a lot of these other cameos like Mike Tyson I mean they have some good moments in there and guys like Roy Nelson for instance a lot of the fucking UFC guys they brought in and, and Ronaldo the fucking all-star fucking soccer player they're there for why you need them, you know, just to have that little cameo at times, or to, Mike Tyson has a pretty good role, but they felt wasted, like, you could have done a little bit more with them, and Lambert especially just, I just didn't, didn't get enough, I guess is what it was, and the opening to the movie overall, which kind of sets the tone, was fucking strange, I just kind of almost 
kind of shied me away from wanting to finish this movie in a sense. I hate to say that, but I stuck it out. It did, like I said, it had its its moments throughout. And I guess just after watching these two new reboots or whatever, I'm not a huge Elaine Moosey fan. He's he's cool as a stunt guy. You can tell he, you know, he has some great kicks and whatnot in him, but it's just not quite Van Damme by any means. You can tell he's trying hard to be like that, but it just isn't quite working. The look is, isn't bad. You know, he's a big fucking muscular dude. That works out or whatever. And, you know, he's got the martial arts skills, and he can do some crazy stuff because he is originally a stuntman, but it just doesn't quite work for me. And Some of the times, like I said, I guess he just tries a little too hard, I guess you could say. But... He's, I guess he, he does okay in the role. It could have been a lot worse, that's for fucking sure. But that comes in at number five, and at number four, we got Kickboxer Vengeance, and that's the new reboot. That was one I'm, I was actually really fucking excited for the couple years when they first announced this was coming out. I practically every day almost was just checking on news and updates, and is there any photos, is there any kind of a trailer and if you did follow guys like Elaine Moosey on Facebook, you would be able to get some of those updates. And he would actually visually let you know, hey, the trailer's dropping in such and such days. We just got done editing it. So that was exciting for me. I really looked forward to this entry. The trailer was fucking fantastic. Just The music was pretty cool. It really, a very simple trailer where it really, you could tell it was very, it was going back to the roots of the original where it was going to have that same story of, you know, there's the brother, Eric, who's a kick-ass, you know, U.S. fighter, but he's going to go over to Thailand to kind of see what kind of competition he can really face over there, and it just doesn't work out in his favor. So younger brother, Kurt, has to go over there. And in this one, he actually, spoiler, avenges his death. So it's different from that first entry, or the original one, where he just gets crippled, whereas this one, he's actually killed. And so I thought that was kind of cool. They made it a little bit different. Um, it kind of sucked the fact that he wouldn't be able to have his brother there, to kind of be able to keep that bond, to have a support system, I guess. That was kind of what I really liked about part of the original one, too, was there was always that bond, even though Zian was great, Winston was great. The brotherly love was just there, and that's why he just maybe it just kind of helped him felt grounded and, and just kind of kept his purpose while he was there. And the new one, The Vengeance, it was just like, all right, I'm going to Thailand now, so... But they, of course, they got Van Damme. That was super fucking exciting, and it was cool to see him in the mentor role. He kind of played the Zian character, if you will. And he was good in it. He brought the humor as best as he could. And, of course, he had to show off some of his fighting skills that he still has there and some of the different training elements that he was, you know, similar stuff. You know, just little nostalgic flashbacks that you got to that original one. They really did a good job of tying those in, and I really appreciated that. And really good cameos or, you know, a little featuring featured people in the throughout especially George St. Pierre GSP you know he was awesome he's not the best actor by any means but he did a good job of playing a fucking drunk bamboon so I, I thought he did pretty good overall he had some cool fight scenes and but yeah like I said I really really liked this film in the sense that it really did have some ties to the original and I was excited to see it I was a little let down because it wasn't as good as I expected to be honest but it was still pretty awesome some of the things I didn't really appreciate were the weapons in the final fight. I just, that was not in the first one. I mean, 
Tungpo had to resort to that, you know, using the torch, which is insane enough. But these guys are given swords and all kinds of shit. And there's rounds after the rounds. And I just didn't like how they had incorporated the weapons. And the acting is really this is not the best by anybody. I mean, Batiste is pretty, he, he's not a bad actor. He's definitely, you know, been in a big enough big titles now where he's gotten pretty, he's probably got enough good advice to where he's not half bad. And, um, but like, you know, like I said, GSP's not that great. The, the actor that plays Eric, just an RIP, he just really at times didn't do it for me. When they're trying to introduce him and he's talking about going over to Thailand, he just talks so fucking fast. It just seems like all the dude did was like memorize his lines and he's just reciting them. He's like he's not really trying to act or be involved in the scene and be emotionally invested in it at all. So I really thought, I was like, yeah, he's just not that great of a character. And so just whatever, when he was killed, it was barely in the film to begin with. And But his fight scene was okay. You know, it was it really did catch me off guard when I saw that he, he was killed because, I mean, like I said, it was very different from the original. But it was cool to see them do something different. Batista, yeah, he did the best that he could as Tong Po. I still like Michelle Kissy originally as the original Tong Po that is way the fuck better. More menacing, but you know, Batista didn't resort to any facial prosthetics or any of that kind of stuff. He just kind of had the crazy hair, the ponytail, tons of fucking tattoos, and just a chiseled motherfucker, and he's just menacing as hell. And he did he did okay. I really thought he was okay in it. Um I don't know, he doesn't look, I mean, I don't necessarily know what his nationality is, I'm I'm sure he's, you know, he's not Caucasian, but I, he just didn't look like a Tong Po, I guess you could say, but, eh, he did okay, and that's why it comes in at number four, can't top any of the originals if you couldn't already guess that, but we're going to go ahead and talk number three, and I got a surprise pick on this one, I'm going with Kickboxer 2, The Road Back, and we'll start with some of the pros, I love the fact that Tong Po was brought back as the villain. I mean, he was, besides Van Damme, was the best part of the first one. He was fucking stood out so much as a, a bad guy. Didn't have it maybe one or two lines in that first film, and it just, god damn, he fucking stole every scene he was in practically. I love the location of the gritty L.A. back in the early 90s. Just the, 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 the time of the riots or whatever. It just has that fucking during that era where I don't think that's really around anymore. It's they've kind of cleaned that shit up. Just like the old fucking the films of the old New York city times. The, the, it just doesn't quite have that same feel anymore in film. So it's cool to see that. Um, it's its own time and its own era. Um, I, I really, I'm a little mixed on the final fight, but overall I did like it. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job. I like that. They dipped their hands in the, you know, that, sh that sticky shit and then the glass, I love that they did that, and it was was brutal. It was very brutal at times. I mean, as you can see right before David, you know, spoiler alert, makes his big comeback. He's just tore to fucking bits, and I th I thought it was great. It's obviously it's not Van Damme, so a lot of this shit is was not original. They didn't actually have them hitting each other. And I've listened to some other interviews with Michelle Kissy, the actor that plays Tong Po, and he admitted, yeah, we used, during close-ups, we used a rubber leg to, you know, fucking hit me in the face. And he even said it's because that the actor, Sasha Mitchell, even though he had, was getting to have a martial arts background, just didn't feel comfortable on set trying to actually have any kind of forced contact Whereas Van Damme, you know, being a, an experienced martial artist in, in his films, and he's well known for this, he's 
not going to hit you full force. It's going to be controlled, as he likes to say, but he's going to fucking hit you. And I think Sasha Mitchell just wasn't prepared for that. And since that's why, in this one kickboxer too, some of the fight scenes just... They're they're in that slow motion way the fuck too much, and you can just tell that they're not genuine. They're not. That's not an actual fight. That everything is you know a fucking rubber foot kicking somebody in the face, but you know from a distance everything kind of works. I mean, Sausage Mitchell does have some like I said some martial arts skills. He does the spinning jump kicks, so you can see he's an athlete. He's an athletic motherfucker. And as far as the story is concerned, I thought it was a little bit forced, though. We're going to start going into some of these negatives, I guess you could say. It just was a little bit weird because obviously everybody knows this is the main flaw of the film. That in the original, there's no mention of the David character of a third brother. And it just is very bizarre. But you can overlook that, and I've heard people defend this by saying that... You know, a lot of us have multiple siblings. Maybe we go travel with one that we're closest in age to or just closest in general to. And we've maybe got those other ones that just hang back and, you know, something happens and it impacts them. And maybe he was just a young, he was just too damn young to go anywhere with him at the time or whatever the fuck the case was. I mean, he could have been in like middle school, who knows? Or high school, and that's why he's just, he's not going to go to Thailand. He's fucking studying for his SATs for fuck's sake. So maybe that's how you can have the defending argument for that particular part of the story of them just bringing in his random brother all of a sudden and, of course, having to kill off the other two because Van Damme isn't coming back. So, and I, I didn't like that part. I didn't, I didn't, I'm just a big Van Damme fan, so it was hard for me to accept that. And, you know, the way they killed him off screen was a little bit cheap and just, it was done to just, too quickly and I've there's a lot of shit especially big fans of this movie have heard the rumor that there is a much longer drawn out fight scene between the actor that played the Kurt Sloan character in this film uh, that you see photos of in the beginning opening credits that he actually had a fight scene with Tong Po and it was excellent was actually much better done than the final fight scene so it was a little too good they couldn't quite keep it and they maybe just cut out for time reasons or whatever but it's nowhere to be found. I mean, I've dug deep because I would love to be able to see that scene as I think as tons of fans of the franchise of this movie would. So let me know if anybody's ever seen anything. I, I've heard rumors of it. If you have, comment. Let me know exactly what you've heard or what you have maybe have seen. I've heard people in different countries have maybe got a different version, but there's been no real confirmation of that. And I didn't like... I, I like that, you know, David is a... He's... A, He's a, I don't know, he's, he's a little bit of a softy, of course, you can tell. He's a nice guy. He's a sweetie, whatever. But he's he's a piss-poor bum at times. That's the thing. This guy, I mean, his brothers were so goddamn successful. This guy can't get his shit together. I mean, this gym, I get it. It's hard to, maybe it's expensive out in L.A. or whatever the fucking case is. But you think they're, they're passing, they not, they they not leave you a fucking thing? I mean, they helped you open this gym. You figured that maybe they'd, there'd be some kind of an inheritance or trust fund for the fucking business. Something they would have left behind for fuck's sake. They're professionals and kicking ass and taking names like they said. But anyways, I mean, there are a couple of the things I do like about the film before I forget. I do like the whole... The, the montage of the character Brian, he I like that they incorporated that. He felt like a pretty good... I don't know much about his background. If he's a sincere martial artist, I know he's an actor, but he did pretty good for his part. Um, I kind of like the music. It's that cheesy early 90s bullshit, but um, the, the opening theme song is fantastic too. So 
it's just it, it comes in at number three because you know it's it still holds a special place in my heart, and I kind of fought myself to decide if it was if I was going to go with this one or the one that does come in at number two on my list, and that's Kickboxer Four. This is the one that's probably going to surprise the hell out of a lot of people because for a lot of people it's at the very bottom of their list, and I can see why. It's fucking ridiculous. The Tong Po character, I'm going to go and get this negativity out now. He fucking sucks. The guy that they got to play, Camille Krifa, who's actually part of the Van Damme posse in many other films. Death Warrant, Legionnaire, fucking Universal Soldier. I know I'm leaving out some, but he's part of that crew where he's been in a lot of his films, Double Impact. He's the bartender in Double Impact, for fuck's sake. But he's got the French accent, which he has as Tong Po in this film, and I'm like, wait a second. Tong Po, maybe in between the first two films he was in, had maybe fucking three lines, four lines tops. This movie, this guy's spitting out fucking paragraphs. And what the hell? In a, in a French accent, he does not look Asian. He's all of a sudden a chills with motherfucker. He, I don't know, it looks, and I've heard this from other people, and I've kind of thought this as a kid, I was like, is that Van Damme in the Tong Po makeup? No way they would do that. Would have been awesome, but turns out it was Camille Krifa, and it was kind of cool to get him in there, because like I said, he's been in other Van Damme flicks, so I like that they brought him back, but or brought him into this fucking mix, but he just did not, did not, he should not have been Tong Po, but... I've heard that, you know, like I said, I've heard the interviews with Michelle Kissy. The reason that he didn't want to come back to be Tong Po was ultimately he didn't like the script of number two. He thought it fucking sucked compared to number one. And he didn't have any kind of, they wouldn't let him have any control or help out with any of the, you know, rewrites or just even throw out a few suggestions, get his two cents in as the character. And he said, fuck you guys, you know, I'm not coming back. I'm done with that shit. And so. They had to replace him, and they didn't do a very good job, and the guy they got him to do the makeup did a horrible job as well. You can tell this is some kind of a fucking a bald cap on his head at times, the way it crinkles up throughout the fights. But So yeah, Tong Po is not very good. But it's just, I'll throw out, it's a plus that they brought him back. Like I said, I, he, we were missing him in number three. I thought felt like he was maybe one of the more exciting parts of this film is the fact that he was back in it, but he was not Tong Po, ultimately. He just wasn't himself. So the story was ridiculous as well. You know, the fact that he did become, like, some kind of a drug lord out in Mexico and whatever the hell and stole David Sloan's wife after already getting him in prison, which he's been there two, for two years, and there's all this shit going on. You're like, wait... What happened with the David Sloan character since we last saw him? He's now been he's now gotten married. He owns a dojo, and he's since been in a, a fucking framed and put into prison, and has been there for two years. Jesus Christ! And like I said, two years later, and that's when all of a sudden Tong Po wants to go after his wife, wants to fucking you know whatever. I don't even know if they were letting plenty to have David come out of jail if it was near his release date. They don't really mention that fact or that detail, I don't think. But it was just kind of weird overall. But they he ends up capturing his wife and David has to get out and somehow not get seen by Tong Po. And he does. And it's at a tournament, which is one of the things I like. Tong Po all of a sudden throws tournaments at his fucking mansion out in Mexico, which is another bizarre fucking plot point. But I thought it was cool. It had that blood sport element to it where it was a tournament and winner takes all kind of thing. And there were, 
when it got to near the one of the final rounds, it was some it was fight to the death, and so shit got pretty goddamn brutal. I thought the fights were pretty excellent throughout, and they the one that the, there was a fight scene not necessarily even at the tournament or even with Tong Po, but it's the bar fight scene before he even gets out there when he's kind of on his travels to go to see Tong Po. He stops at some fucking bar for whatever reason, and oh man, just uh, all hell ensues. It's probably one of the best bar fight scenes I've ever seen. Even if you YouTube just this fight scene alone, it's got like millions of views, so you know people have fucking, a lot of people know what I'm talking about. It's funny, it's ridiculous, it's over the top. The fighting is actually pretty great. <laughs> they incorporate like pull cues and pull balls and fucking lamps and all kinds of windows galore. It's awesome. But, and so yeah, I really like those elements to it. Um, I I know a lot of people don't like the fact that David was kind of like very stone-faced throughout, but I'd like that he was a badass. I mean, that's kind of what's going to happen to you naturally after experiencing what he went through, and that's... You know, having your, you know, being fucking, uh, like I said, framed and put in jail. And then all of it, he, he knows that his fucking wife is being kidnapped because he gets some kind of a letter from Tong Po. And of course he's going to be pissed the fuck off. So I like the fact they made him kind of a badass. They made him different. He didn't look the same in my opinion. I mean, I think he's had that. He just had a weird flat top. And I think he maybe had that number three. But in this one, he just kind of was so bulky and just looked so different. I just didn't like the way that he appeared throughout most of the film and he was wearing that flannel and just all kinds of crazy bullshit. But I did like that he was a badass. I felt like, you know, the fights that he did have were pretty cool. That's um he didn't really seem like the, the this like kickboxer. He seemed like more like a street fighter in this one. So he was more of a brawler, but he was still kicked ass. Um the final fight though in this one, you know, came down to him and Tong Po. So and this is the last Tong Po that we got to see in these original, original, uh, these original films in the series, and I, you can tell, I think there was maybe there was definitely a hope that there was a sequel and that they're going to bring back Tong Po because he, they just leave the the character hanging. I mean, they fight each other, and then all of a sudden one of the henchmen comes in and breaks up the fight. You know, when he's going to threatens to kill David's wife, and Tong Po sneaks away cowardly. David kills the henchman, and then he's got his wife back, and then where the fuck did Tong Po go, and is he going to grab a gun, is he going to shoot these motherfuckers, who the hell knows, they didn't do a great great job by any means of closing off the character, and so I was very disappointed, I was hoping maybe they would make another one, I saw this film when it came out um, as a kid, you know, on HBO, the year that it came out, and I was really excited, I was like, oh hell yeah, they made a new kickboxer, I was super stoked, it the Hong Po character is back and but it just there was no closure and that's what pissed me off and you thought okay they brought it back the series back again they're gonna do another one just give it a year two maybe three it never happened it was very disappointing and when they did make another one like I said the bottom of my list number five it didn't have Tong Po they killed off David in the first 30 goddamn seconds and it just it sucked it was a horrible way to have that franchise at that time the original ones come to an end with the Tongpo character and but some of the things that I do appreciate is in you know the opening few the opening scene or whatever when you know David's kind of recapping what's happened since we last saw him you know he's writing to his wife you know be careful you know Tongpo's after you after setting me up blah 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 
but they have little flashbacks to when, you know of the first couple of movies, which is awesome. I really appreciate you know Van Damme's actually in this one technically with the flashbacks of the first film. They kind of explain that story. So if you've never seen the Kickboxer movies, you're in for a treat because in this one you get a kind of a, a feel for the whole series. They get a little recap. You get a little taste of everything and how you got up to this point. So I liked it and I appreciated that. Um, they glossed over number three, of course. There was no mention of any of that shit, but they just talked about how, you know, of course, number one happened, number two happened, and... But during number... You could tell there's a deleted scene. I want to say it's probably from number two, but it's basically how we talked about how Tong Po was so disrespected after, you know, being beaten by Kurt in the, the first film, and they show people spitting on him, and it's at that tomb area, and it's just a different shot, and you're like, that's not in any of the other, the first two films, but it's the original Tong Po actor. You can just tell, and so I'm like, man, there is some shit out there on that cutting room floor, and like I had mentioned on that second film, so it's exciting to see kind of what what is out there, what can we actually see at some point, and the director of the of number two and four is actually Albert Pyun, and there's a lot of communication with him on Facebook and at, at points and times he's talked about that. He's acknowledged it. Uh, he's even wanted to talk about maybe redoing or remaking the second film or maybe just doing a whole new kickbox or reboot his own way. But sadly, you know, he's gotten sick and, um, you know, his health is not doing too well. And I don't believe that he'll be able to do one of those in the near future. We're just hoping that he gets better and that he can get behind the, the camera at one point in time again. So, but, like I said, Kickboxer 4, I know a lot of people don't like it, and there's that fucking gratuitous threesome scene. It's very unnecessary, but I'll be honest, when I saw this as a kid, I was probably seven, eight years old, maybe, tops. I didn't mind. Trust me. I was like, what the hell? Is there anybody watching? So, I was actually pretty excited to see that when I was a kid, and as a fucking dirty old man at my age now, I don't fucking care. I think it's it's not necessary, but whatever. It's a fucking it's two naked chicks, so it's cool. Anyways, Kickboxer 4, the surprise pick, comes in at number two for me. I think a lot of that is because it has, to me, it's just high entertainment value and it has a lot of rewatchability. But it was definitely kind of a... Kickboxer 4 and 2, to me, are kind of tied for that 2. They're kind of the 2A and 2B, but... If I had to do an official ranking, I'm going to probably put Kickboxer 4 at number 2, at least for today. So, But of course, obviously, the top film in the series is the original Kickboxer. And this film, you know, was great because it got a lot of people exposed to Muay Thai. Martial arts was fucking huge in the 80s. And, you know, even going to the early 90s, and, you know, this film, Van Damme was becoming a you know, sensation in the martial arts movies with Bloodsport... You know, Cyborg was out there, no retreat, no surrender, when it finally got some exposure, too. People were like, this is shit. This shit's pretty cool, you know? They appreciated the spin kicks and all that shit, and just the, the finesse that he brought, and just... It was almost like, you know, it was a dance, in a sense, and this, it was really great the way that he choreographed everything, and that was a, a big point. I mean, I thought the film has just amazing fights. There's a lot of good kickboxing fights in it, and scenes, and that's what it should be. It's called Kickboxer. There's, I, it's not enough fighting, in my opinion. It's why Bloodsport's still my all-time favorite Van Damme film, but this is definitely number two on the Van Damme list. But it's got a lot of good fight scenes that are that are in there. And the choreography is just amazing. Van Damme actually did it. He's the only, He was the right one to do the job. And he he and the actor that plays Tong Po, Michelle Kisi, 
were buddies, lifelong buddies, ultimately as kids. And so they probably, and they, and training and sparring partners. So they had natural chemistry and you could just tell that it worked. And like I said, many times already, uh, when that interview that I listened to with Michelle Kissy about the, him making these movies, Van Damme and him went at it. They didn't care. They got hurt a little bit, but they knew they were making the best product by doing so. And it looked real, it looked sincere and genuine and, they didn't care. They were having a fucking blast. They were the best friends working on a fucking film that they didn't know was going to be a big hit. And, and a lot of people wouldn't say, oh, it wasn't a big hit. This motherfucking movie made a lot of money for a small-ass budget and really put Van Damme on the map to be the big star that he could. You know, he did it in Bloodsport. Seidberg was okay, but he continued to do that shit with the martial arts and the action and solidified him. And some of the other things I love about this film and the locations, I thought it was very beautifully well shot over in Bangkok. And, you know, you get the, you know, the, the strip club scenes and you get when you're out to the fucking boonies and then, you know, you're in the underground temple and you go see the, the main arena where they fight. And then you go to the kind of the back streets where they have the kids that train Muay Thai. You're just all over the fucking place. And then when he goes to see the, the, the Buddha temples and it's just, God, it's gorgeous at times. And the training scenes are very well shot. And I really, really thought they did a fantastic job. And, you know, the music throughout, it's got a great soundtrack. Some of the songs are funny. The ones that are just instrumental are just, they set the right tone overall, especially during that that final fight and the training montages, especially because there's not a lot of dialogue, and so the music has to play a big part, and it really kind of gets you pumped at times. It kind of really mellows you when you need to be, so it really does a great job of uh, serving its purpose. And the music is is just I'm gonna say it's beautiful, just like the locations, the the filming was beautiful. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the editing, though, of this film, in a sense. A lot of it was very choppy at that final fight. There was some parts where it just seemed like it, it, skipped, it missed a second or two of some of the, the, like, part of the real broke or some bullshit. I don't know. And it, the final fight, though, don't get me wrong, it's fucking fantastic. This is definitely up there with that the final fight in Bloodsport. This one might even be a little bit better, honestly, just because it's a little bit more drawn out. It is really well done, and... Like I said earlier, the, the two guys being buddies naturally in real life and on screen, they do a fucking fantastic job together fighting. And it was just the chemistry was great. And he, Tong Po was, man, he's a fucking fantastic villain. And they even, you know, the producers thought he even agree with that because they, on the end titles, when you read the credits, it says Tong Po as himself, as we all know. And if you didn't know, that's what it says. Michelle Kissy, of course, is the actor that played him. But at the time, you know, there was no way to, who, what, Tong Po, let me Google that. No, there was no Google. There was none of that shit. This is 89. I mean, that shit isn't going to be in some goddamn, you know, thesaurus or, or not thesaurus, but some kind of um, encyclopedia that is. There was none of that. That wasn't going to be in there. This wasn't some well-known fucking person because he really wasn't a person, but people bought it. They believed it. They were like, there's got to be a person named Tong Po. This guy is believable he's a badass fucking fighter i'm guessing so they probably just assumed he was some champion horrible cheating fighter whatever that he was actual character and no way jose that was not the case but it was cool that they did that i thought that was kind of a neat little tidbit like i said the actor that played him was fantastic the fight scenes are nasty and brutal they're bloody and the way that he cripples eric the, the character is 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 pretty intense at times 
and there's just a lot of emotion involved. Van Dam did a, a fantastic job. The ranges that he had to provide were great, and yeah, I just I really really appreciate this movie. As a child, I loved it. I I'll be honest, I saw this movie when I was two years old. That's the year that it came out. I was born in '87. It came out in '89. So I saw it as a little little guy and. <laughs> I love my parents for letting me get to see that because ultimately it was my favorite movie back then. And I, the way I, I mean, I could, couldn't even spit out a sentence, but I could tell you I won Guy Tail, Guy Tail. And they knew that that's the guy with the tail on his head from the Kickboxer movie. He wants to watch Guy Tail. He wants to watch Kickboxers. Throw that shit on, damn it. Van damn it. And that's what they did. And it was awesome. I think, you know, my dad's a big Van Damme fan as well. My mom at times, I mean, she's not a huge fan, but she she bared through it with me. She, and she's she got a few faves in there, I'm sure. But this one as a kid, I loved and appreciated. I was exposed to this well before Bloodsport, honestly. And But when I discovered Bloodsport, I was like, holy fuck, what is going on? Van Damme is amazing. And so, but Kickboxer really set the tone. And then when I got to see the sequels a couple years later, I, I didn't see those originally when they came out. Those were, I maybe saw Kickboxer 2 and, and maybe 92 or 3, you know, a year or two after it came out. And so, but Kickboxer, I was exposed basically from day one. So that was meant to be. But I said it's, I, I didn't like the editing. So I'm going to talk just a little bit more negative about the film. The other thing I didn't really like is it does drag at times, but I think... Like I said, I'll 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 deal with that because it was well shot, and that's just you know some of the training stuff and him walking around sulking and shit like that. But the music was did a good job of distracting me from that. It's not only about a, what a fucking ninety minute film or whatever, so it's a it's a pretty great title. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, one little negativity. I don't know what the hell they're wearing in that end fight, but goddamn, I think I saw some taint and butthole hair, all kinds of nasty ball sack shit I didn't fucking need to see, but, <laughs> oh my god, but, yeah, anyways, as a kid, I didn't give a shit, I thought it was kind of cool, but as a grown-ass man, I'm like, what the fuck are these dudes watching, I hope nobody's watching me see these muscular dudes in these diapers fighting each other, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, Kickboxer, the original, comes in at number one, so just to kind of give you a a recap of the list here, I'll just kind of say the number of the title. I'll do, you know, just the number of the title in the, the series. We'll just kind of go in order down from one through seven. So one, four, two, six, seven, three, and five. So you kind of see I got kind of a mixture all over the board there. I kind of, I do like the newer ones. Honestly, I think they're great. They're, there's another one coming out. I believe it's Kickboxer Armageddon. This one, it looks kind of weird. There's not really been a trailer, but it looks as if the Kurt Sloan character now has long fucking braids or some shit, so, and tattoos all over his back. So it's obviously going to be something pretty crazy. I believe Van Damme is back, as well as maybe Mike Tyson. Tons and tons of cameos to be expected, so I'm excited for that. Not as I like the originals, obviously, way more than these reboots, but I like the reboots better than some of the goddamn sequels, too. So, but... You know, the original one still holds a very special place in my heart. That's why it's definitely number one. But hey, guys, like I said, it's, I know it's been far too long, and I apologize for, you know, me being, you know, absent for so goddamn long. There's just been a lot of shit going on. All positive, I'll be honest, all great stuff, but uh, just a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, we're excited to get back to the grind here and get some more episodes going. Uh, not really going to be a theme necessarily for, for right now, but I think what I'll do is, 
I've been, you know, it's been kind of cold outside. I've been watching a lot of fucking franchises. Uh, one in particular that I actually just watched was the Die Hard series. So I think the next one will be on the Die Hard. Some of them I hadn't even seen. So there were first time views and I was like, holy shit, this is actually kind of cool. So of course I've seen the original multiple times. That one's amazing. So, but yeah, definitely to be continued on the next one. We'll talk the Die Hard rankings, but I hope you guys appreciated the kickboxer series go ahead and hop on facebook search guilty pleasure movies let me know what you think the rankings are for kickboxer and what you think of you know just these different movies if you like the sequels if you like the reboots if you're looking forward to the new one you can also go ahead and uh, message me on the twitter page at gpm podcast love the feedback and if you're on itunes or anywhere that you listen please rate and review as always and guys I'm your host, Steve Pfeiffer. I want to thank you again for listening to Guilty Pleasure Movies. And as always, to be continued.